Ruth chapter 1. This is a very short book in the Bible. It only has four chapters, but it's an important story in the Bible because it teaches us a lot of spiritual lessons, and it also explains part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. It's a story of how Ruth got married. Her husband is a man from the tribe of Judah, which is the royal tribe, and he is one of the ancestors in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And he's also the grandfather of King David, which is also very interesting. Ruth came from a land of pagans, but she marries into the Israelites, into the tribe of Judah. Verse 1, And it came to pass in the days when the judges judged, that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the field of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Just like when Jacob left the land of Canaan because of a famine and went to live in Egypt for a while to get food, this man who was living in Bethlehem also leaves the land of Canaan, which is the land of Israel to go get food in the land of Moab. Now the Moabites are pagans, but they're cousins to the Israelites because they're the children of Lot, who was Abraham's nephew. 2. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem in Judah. And they came into the field of Moab and continued there, meaning they came to the land of Moab and they just stayed there to get food. They settled there. They are from the tribe of Judah, but they were living in the town of Bethlehem, Elimelech, his two sons, and his wife Naomi. 3. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. The father died, and then the widow had two sons. And at this point, they're grown and they need to get married. 4. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. They shouldn't have married Moabite women but they probably never thought that they would be going back home to Israel, and the Moabites are technically their cousins. The name of the one woman was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth, and they dwelt there about ten years. Orpah and Ruth are both pagan, but they're getting assimilated into the Israelite ways because they've married Israelite husbands. 5. And Malon and Chilion died, both of them. This is pretty sad because Naomi already lost her husband, and now both of her sons have died, and all she has left is her daughters-in-law. And the woman was left of her two children and of her husband. 6. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the field of Moab, for she had heard in the field of Moab how that the Lord had remembered his people in giving them bread, which means she heard news that the famine in Bethlehem had ended, so she knew that she could go back home to the land of Judah. 7. And she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. These are three widows. Two of them are daughters-in-law to Naomi. They've been assimilated into Jewish culture, but they're still born pagan. 8. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. She's blessing them and saying, You two need to get married again. You don't want to live for the rest of your lives as widows. Naomi thinks that they have a much better chance of getting married if they go back to their own people. And so she blesses them and tells them to go back to their own families. She says, you've been good wives to my sons who are now dead. You deserve to have husbands again. 9. 
The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. She's saying, May you both remarry. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. They really loved her. They must have loved their husbands as well, because as she says, they were really good wives. They really loved the Israelite family that they had joined into. They didn't really want to part from Naomi. Naomi treated them better, probably, than their own family did. 10. And they said unto her, Nay, but we will return with thee unto thy people. Both of these daughters-in-law want to stay with Naomi. 11. And Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? See, according to Israelite law, if, if your husband dies, then his brother is supposed to take you as a wife so that you can still have children through the brother. But she doesn't have any more sons for them to marry. And she's saying, I have nothing to offer you. You don't want to stay widows the rest of your lives. You're too young. 12. Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope. Should I even have a husband tonight and also bear sons? 13. Would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye shut yourselves off for them and have no husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes, for the hand of the Lord is gone forth against me. She's saying, God has judged me because he took my husband and then he took my two sons. And even if I had a husband tonight, you'd have to wait 20 years or something for them to grow up that you could marry him and you'd be old by then. You don't have a chance of getting married realistically unless you go back home to your pagan mothers. And she's saying, I don't have any hope of getting married anyway. 14. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth cleaved unto her. So when Orpah kissed her, she was kissing her goodbye. Orpah was obeying her command and kissing her goodbye, and then Orpah left and went home to the Moabites. But Ruth refuses to leave her. 15. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her God. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Naomi is saying, You need to follow in the steps of your sister-in-law because she's doing, you know, what makes sense. 16. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, which means don't ask me to leave, and to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Ruth is saying, I'm dedicated to you. I only want your God. I only want to be a part of your people, and I only want to go where you go. I will not leave you. Now this shows familial love, love for family. It also shows a great deal of faith that Ruth believes that it's better to give up anything she has to give up in order to stay with Naomi. She considers Naomi her real family, not the family she was born to. This also shows that Ruth prefers the Israelite way and the Israelite God to the pagan gods. She's rejected the pagan gods of her youth, and she doesn't want to go back to them. This is really good on Ruth's part. Ruth is willing to remain a widow for the rest of her life if she has to in order to serve Naomi's God who is the real God. 17. Where thou diest, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. She says, I'm just going to die with you, and I will never leave you unto death. 18. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, she left off speaking unto her. When Naomi saw that Ruth had made up her mind and was determined, Naomi didn't argue with her anymore, because she knew it would be a waste of energy. 19. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. They went all the way back to Naomi's hometown. 
And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was astir concerning them. And the woman said, Is this Naomi? They remembered that Naomi and her husband and sons had left. And now they see Naomi coming with just one woman. And they remember she had a husband and two sons. So that's why they're asking, is this really Naomi? Because they recognize her face, but they don't recognize the family she now has, which is completely different from the family she left with. 20, and she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. The name Naomi means pleasant and genteel, which means a pleasant, lovely lady, a woman of quality, a woman of beauty. And that's what her name means. But she says, I've been judged because God took my husband and my two sons. So call me Mara. Mara means bitter sorrow. She says, God doesn't consider me a lovely lady. He considers me one who deserves sorrow and bitterness of heart. So she says, call me Mara. Now, this is Naomi's idea, but not God's. Her name remains Naomi, and you'll find out why later. 21. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me back home empty. She was full because she had a husband and two sons, but now she's come back empty because all she has is a daughter-in-law. Now, she loves Ruth. She isn't saying that she doesn't love Ruth, but basically her and Ruth have no future. Why call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? In ancient times and today, people, even Christians, feel that when adversity comes into their life, they sometimes feel like God is judging them or God is angry at them. But remember, God allows adversity to test our faith. It isn't because he hates us. If you know that you're obeying the Lord and you're following him to the best of your ability and you love him with all of your heart and adversity comes, you must understand it's a test of your faith. God wants to know if you're still going to love him, even though your life is falling apart. And that's necessary because unless you love him in adversity, it isn't real love at all. Both you and God need to know how strong your faith is. And that's what's happening to Naomi. She hasn't done anything wrong. The Lord isn't angry at her. He's just testing her faith. And he's also getting ready to bless her again. But she doesn't know that. 22. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned out of the field of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. So it just so happened that at the time that they returned to Bethlehem, it was the harvest season. And barley in the Bible means a lot of good things. It specifically is a reference to Jews. You'll notice that over and over, whenever barley is mentioned, it's like a symbol of the Jews, just like the olive and the fig are also symbols of the Jews, the Israelites. And that concludes Ruth chapter 1.